This is the Pirate Radio Podcast. We'll get things rolling with Garrett Saylor, who joins me in the Pirate Radio studios here in hour number one. And uh, Garrett, congratulations, man. 3-0 start to the season. Doesn't get any better than that. No, no, sure does not. Um, should we talk about last year's start? Compare, you know, uh, I did hear Cliff Godwin today say it's a lot better than last year's start, yeah, starts. I don't yeah. know if you're thinking about that necessarily, but three and zero much better than zero and three, obviously. Yeah, thanks for reminding me. Cliff. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, so much better start this year than last year. Um, I thought it was a pretty good weekend for us. Uh, glad to have all the fans back out there again. So awesome crowds and uh, especially after what happened on friday that had to be frustrating man you, you mm-hmm. geared up you you go through the warm-ups and everything and uh, i guess we were about at the final stages before getting that game underway right national yeah. anthem things like yeah, that national, and, national anthem was about to play and then they were like all right hey pull the tarp yeah i was like yeah, yeah i mean i guess the three words you don't want to hear no, uh, pull no, the tarp. Def- definitely not, because <laughs> it's usually the pitchers that pull the tarp. So, and we'll talk about that with uh, with Carter Spivey as he was. I kept hearing the phrase "getting hot," got hot uh, mm-hmm. all weekend long, and uh, and we'll ask you about that, and we'll ask Carter about it. But got to be frustrating to him. He's been waiting not really, you know, all day, but almost all, you know, eight months for mm-hmm. this opening start. You know, and uh, that, that's got to be frustrating. Yeah, a lot of adversity was uh, handed to him this past weekend. Yeah, he, he uh, Friday night gets gets hot about to go in the game goes on the mound and then he's got to come off the mound and we're not playing that night so then he has to get hot again uh that next day and um i thought he did a pretty good job uh, just handling it um but it is what it is define uh getting hot garrett some say i got hot around junior year of high school (laughs) um getting hot for a pitcher what does that entail um for a starter it's it's you go through your whole routine your throwing routine you get off the mound um probably a good 15 minutes before first pitch happens so you get off the mound go through go through all your pitches make sure everything works that day um, and then it's and then it's game time, and then you got to throw again. It's a it's a physical thing, but also a mental thing. I heard Cliff Godwin talk about the adrenaline, and which I guess it kind of is a physical thing. But that adrenaline gets pumping, and when you're told, "All right, uh, you're not going to pitch," you yeah. got to build that back up again. It, it does kind of mess with you, right? Oh yeah, it does. It definitely does. Being being a reliever, um, it does too. But uh, yeah, as a starter on Friday night, you've got first game jitters. You got all the adrenaline pumping in your veins, and then. And then it just goes. <laughs> you got to you got to re uh, revamp for the next day. You got that uh, experience of a day one Friday night starter. Does, is that the the bubble guts there? Is that I mean you pitched in some huge games, some like major uh, you know regional super regionals. What is that Friday night opener feeling like compared to those other ones? Uh, yeah, there's a lot of expectations going into that Friday night. Um, you saw last year, I didn't really have a good Friday night going into it, but. Uh, yeah, you gotta have a whole different mentality when you're when you're pitching on Friday nights, uh, game one of the season. So, um, and I think Spivey is that guy for us this year. Garrett, uh, you had all those appearances, all those innings last year. Maybe we won't work you as much this year, or we'll just bring you in right to start the season. Yeah, <laughs> that's what happened on uh, Saturday, game one. You come in in relief of Spivey and do your job. Uh, you go unscathed in an inning and a third, and uh, just kind of doing what you do. So, uh, how'd you feel coming into the game on Saturday? I felt pretty good. Um, I had an idea that I was going to be the first one out, but I mean, you really never know with games like that. Um, but yeah, I felt good. I felt prepared, ready to go. Um, so yeah, felt pretty good. Just another day at the office uh, for Garrett Sailor. So what are you doing on Saturday and Sunday? You're you're prepared. We've seen you go in multiple times in a, a weekend series. So uh, that let's say Saturday uh, game two, you probably weren't going to come in, right? Or were you available? No. Um, so yeah, we played that first game on Saturday, and then uh, Coach G told me. Because I told him I was going to be good for that second game. Yeah. He, he came in. He was like, "No, it's too early. Uh, <laughs> be ready to go tomorrow." So I uh, that Sunday got in a little uh, mobility lift, um, and then I was ready to go for Sunday's game. And I was talking to you uh, off the air. You said if needed, you'll be ready to go against Campbell mm-hmm. on Tuesday. So coming off that three game uh, series, what is Monday like for you? And then you got to turn around. You got another day on a, a game on Tuesday. So what's a Monday like for you? Yeah, uh, well, today I, I got my lift in um, at noon, and then it's we had a meeting. But other than that, like a normal Monday for me is 
just lift. It's an off day for us. Lift if if I need to throw, I'll throw. I took today off though um, to get my arm prepared for tomorrow. And some uh, economic work for you: twenty four pitches to get through an inning and a third. So that's a pretty good number where yeah. you're you're ready to go again. Is there like a a baseline where if I throw X amount of pitches, that's X amount of days off? Do you kind of go by any no. of that? No, no. I mean, it's it's honestly just how my arm feels. Um, I'm a guy that can bounce back pretty pretty good so it's it's how my arm feels and how my body feels that next day and there's got to be a trust factor there i heard cliff godwin say spivey was a little sore and he said he's got to be mature enough to tell me if he is sore because all you guys want to go out there as much as you can so you got to kind of you got to be honest with yourself and honest with your coach in those situations yeah but it, it for for us i know spivey he's a big competitor so if he feels he can go he's gonna go yeah um it, it's it's hard for us to tell Coach G that that we don't feel good. That right, day. and in fact, you probably are always going to say you feel good enough. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's like, that's uh, that's the tough part of it. Talking to Garrett Saylor here as the Pirates are coming off a three and and0 weekend against George Washington, and again, when you come in the game, uh, your team is trailing. Garrett, you got off to leads game two and game three, or, or excuse me, game three. You were behind in games one and two, so. Either way, uh, it's a nine-inning game, right? You know, it's yeah. a lot of baseball uh, left to be played in those early deficits that you guys face. Yeah, I think our offense did a fantastic job this weekend, and then relievers did a good job of coming in and um, killing the damage that had already been set. Um, but, yeah, our offense was unbelievable this weekend, and we were the aggressor um, for the late for the latter half of the, the games one and two, and then, and then that game three is – like everything was going right for us. <laughs> I'm going to say 23. If you guys score 23 a game, you might not lose this year. No. I, I, I sure hope not. <laughs> uh, that was impressive. And uh, a lot of individual heroes, including Justin Wilcoxon. And we'll, uh, we'll go over it on the Farm Bureau ECU baseball recap in, uh, a little later on in the show. But 7-14 for the weekend. Two home runs, eight RBIs, nine runs scored. Just couldn't stay off the bases. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah, unreal for that guy. Um, yeah, Justin's one of those guys that uh, – keeps his head down and just works hard uh day in and day out and uh he got the opportunity this weekend and uh went with it so i'm i'm really proud of him uh and i'm looking forward to the rest of the season for him and he uh caught what every inning every pitch uh, every every inning until the last inning until the last inning so 26 innings called Mm -hmm. uh for wilcoxon this weekend as kind of waiting on uh, ryan mccrystal to get 100 percent and get back into uh the swing of things but man what an effort and by the way he is the aac baseball player of the week so congratulations to justin wilcoxon uh a lot of you guys it might have been you but uh luke nowak's name came up a lot during the preseason when i asked who's a guy that maybe we didn't see a ton of last year that might step up this year we saw him in the dh he had 500 this weekend mm-hmm. and was able to get on the bases and we know how fast he is from last year but he was uh, impressive this weekend yeah luke, luke's another one of those guys that um that works really hard uh, i got the chance to work out with him a lot over uh over the fall um me and him would work out together um but yeah he's he's awesome great human being uh and uh it really showed this weekend that he can step up in those big situations and from a pitching standpoint uh newcomer everybody was impressed with was zach root and yeah. uh he came in and was lights out uh five k's three and two thirds and uh just looked uh looked the part up there yeah it, that was unreal um i'm really proud of zach uh, you know, as a freshman, it's always it's always tough going out there. You got all the nerves, you, the expectations, but um, he looked like he's been in the program for four years out there. Um, so he did a really good job this weekend, and then um, that sets him up for the rest of the season too. Pirates coming off a sweep over George Washington. Got Campbell, North Carolina coming up next. We'll talk about those matchups with uh, with Garrett Salem moving forward. But looking at George Washington, they had some some pop in the lineup, and uh, especially up there at the uh, the top of the order. And then you had the Greenville native, Robbie Wacker. I know he was excited to come here, hit a home run this weekend. But George Washington um, provided some some stress for you guys this weekend. You were able to overcome. Yeah, yeah they, they were actually a tough offense. I mean, they were swinging at everything and it felt like it felt like we couldn't couldn't strike them out they they were always putting putting the bat on the ball um 
but they did a good job. Their offense did a good job. Yeah, uh, a rare Garrett Saylor outing with no strikeouts. You got the outs, but <laughs> I mean, no strikeouts. I was, I was trying to, but they, <laughs> they were just putting the bat on the ball. You'll take them any way you can get them, though, right? Yeah. No doubt. Uh, let's take a uh, timeout. We'll come back. We'll get to some of your questions uh, for Garrett Saylor, as we've got some of those here uh, via Twitter that we'll get to if you'd like to ask. Uh, Big 36 a question. You can do so on Facebook Live or YouTube, and we'll uh, pass those along. All right, uh, Garrett Saylor joining us here inside the Pirate Radio studios. If you have a question for Garrett, you can pass that along. We'll get to some of those. Um, But a big week coming up, Garrett. And one of the questions we got uh, involved, uh, turf field, which you'll see coming up on Tuesday uh, when the Pirates take on Campbell. And it was just regarding... And, you know, maybe this is more for the fielders, hitters, I don't know, but maybe pitchers too. Uh, what are the differences when you're playing on a uh, pitching on a turf field as opposed to natural? Well, uh, Campbell's, Campbell's mound is actually dirt, okay. so that's not going to be a problem for me. Um, but for the infielders, I mean, turf is a lot different than dirt. You, you, you can get bad hops from dirt. Uh, there's not going to be much bad hops from turf. Um, but since uh, since it's not too hot outside right now, it's it's gonna feel pretty good. But when it gets 80, 90 degrees out there, that turf can get hot, so <laughs> it gets kind of miserable out there sometimes. But um, I think our players do a good job with it, um, bouncing back. So, are there any mounds that you face that are I don't know different um, that felt weird to you that you yeah. pitched in? Yeah, uh, Cincinnati's mound is a turf mound, and it goes like straight down so like it feels like you're literally falling when you're pitching um but yeah that that mound is is tough to pitch on um i think uh Tulane's mound was was turf um i i really don't like pitching on turf because you could slip or something like that but all right that question from jay pizzle people would put their real names i hate saying things like jay pizzle thank you jay pizzle 1996 uh let's see erwin uh oh we'll get to that one in a minute atomic dog what's up with these names what happened to john jeff <laughs> clip garrett atomic dog says when are we going to get a sneak peek of what uh, celebration is going on in the mud room so Garrett, would you like? I mean, what yeah, stays we, in the mud room? What happens? If the mud room stays in the mud room, nah, or <laughs> no? We we actually have a GoPro in there. I don't I don't know um, if they're gonna release the footage of it yet. But uh, we used to do this before we had the traffic cone. Um, so my freshman year, we did this, but uh, it's like a party room. So each home run, everybody goes in there and uh, we celebrate with the guy that just hit the home run. Um, but yeah since we can't use props anymore on the field we went back to the party room and man a lot of dingers this weekend we talked about wilcoxon hitting a couple Starman jacob starling hit one uh you had amac jacob jenkins coward cam clunch all going deep so that uh that mud room got a lot of work the yeah, party yes room. it did awesome stuff uh kellen this is a good question i mean it's kind of a case of if it ain't broke don't fix it but we're always evolving. Uh, so if you had to replace hot dogs with another food as the quintessential baseball food, what would you pick? Oh, I would say hamburger, but I feel like that's too obvious. Yeah. Um, probably, go, uh, probably go nacho cheese fries. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm down with yeah. that. Um, you didn't ask me, Kellen, but I'll, I'll go cheesesteak. Mm. Why a hot dog? Yeah. Why not throw out a ball game cheesesteak? Yeah, I like that too. Yeah, let's do it. All right, Al says if you could face one major league hitter, who would it be? True, I don't know. I'd like to face none of them. Um, like you can go two ways with this one. You could say the worst major league hitter, maybe get a strikeout, or yeah. like who would be the coolest uh, current player to face? True, probably just, probably Mike Trout would probably be yeah. the coolest. Um, just he's he's an icon for uh, MLB, so. Facing him would be actually, would actually be pretty cool. And Garrett, I'm sure you're aware of the uh, the Mike Trout committed to ECU mm-hmm. before being yes, drafted. Yes, we, I did. We like to kind of claim him, yeah. even though uh, he I never stepped foot in here. <laughs> yeah, that would have been pretty awesome. Um, and then we get to the animal question. People are obsessed with asking questions about animals. Erwin um, says, "What animal does Cliff remind you of, and why?" That's tough. That's tough. <laughs> you don't want to say the wrong I th- thing I here. I think I'm just going to go with my original answer and pick the gorilla. The gorilla? Mm-hmm. 
Just, got that gorilla yeah, mindset. He's, yeah, he's got that stature of a gorilla. <laughs> All right, there you go. Uh, good job, Garrett, getting through those questions. Um, we can't do the... Uh, by the way, guys, did you see Redbeard sent this to me? We can't do the chicken or gorilla fight question anymore because Redbeard sent me a story. I didn't read the story. I saw the headline. A man was killed by a chicken. So hmm. we're going to have to table that uh shelve that fourth graders did we ask him that question <laughs> i don't know did we ask you how many fourth graders you could beat up i think you asked josh gross that question. all right well how many could you beat up 20, at one time 20 and start maybe. the bidding at 20 yeah, 20 maybe all right after that it could get a little hairy i hope i hope i never have to do that but <laughs> yeah i hope you're in a situation <laughs> yeah. where you don't have to physically assault fourth yeah, graders that'd be, t- that'd be very bad these are all hypotheticals folks yeah. all hypotheticals that i did not create people are asking me to ask them and as a good journalist i am uh passing those along um kc wants to bring back the ribeye sandwich at the ecu concessions what happened bring it back what are we waiting for um Kaz says, a very good weekend for Pirate Baseball, a very bad weekend for Texas Baseball. I don't know what Texas did. Do you? No. <laughs> How, do you follow what anybody else is doing around the country outside of ECU Baseball? Uh, Future some, opponents? Yeah, sometimes. Conference. I mean, after games, we go home and watch watch other baseball games. I know Tennessee lost their first two games. Oh, Texas was in that, um, that tournament at Globe Life oh, Field yeah. with those teams. They lost to Arkansas, Missouri, Vandy. That's a heck of a tournament. I'd like Ooh. to see ECU there one day. Yeah. And that, that'd, that'd uh, pretty cool. that showdown. Keith LeClaire Classic coming up in a few weeks. Always a good time to see uh, other teams coming in and playing ECU. Gary, do you have a preference on playing three different teams on three different days during a weekend or do you like the three game series i like playing um three different teams i know that one year uh, i think it was covid we played app for just the weekend series but yeah i, I do like playing three different teams it gives us a, a different look yeah uh john says i'm here clip all right john cool <laughs> thanks for being here would you like to add to the show Please do. Feel free. Ask a question to Garrett or Chandler or somebody. All right, Garrett. uh, Campbell coming up on Tuesday. This is a tradition. Uh, We play Campbell on the road the first midweek uh, just about every season, it seems like. And uh, you guys have seemed to have their number over the years, but they are uh, a very good team year in, year out. Some really good pitching. Cliff Gowen says this year I think you're going to avoid their number one guy. Uh, which uh, the team faced last year, but still some good arms, and uh, you know what they bring every yeah. year. Campbell is uh, – they're really good, uh, and they're not talked about enough just because they're in that lower conference that they are. But um, you've got top top draft picks in uh, coming out of Campbell, um, and they're going to give us everything they got, um, and that usually happens every year. Um, but they're, they're a really good opponent and looking forward to playing them. Uh, and then North Carolina, and that is always fun for the fans. Uh, should be fun for you guys as well, playing in-state rival. And Cliff said he likes it because it gives you the chance and some of these new guys on the team to play in a regional atmosphere. Yes. Like Those are going to be big-time games, big-time uh, fan support. And, you know, some people might get nervous uh, from that, Garrett. I'm assuming as a veteran that gets your juices going. Yeah, I love it. Um, yeah, it's, it's really exciting for us to play against uh, – that caliber of a team um definitely an in-state rival as well so i'm looking forward to seeing all the fans out there uh next friday and last year you played two there one here we were talking about it uh last week that that north carolina win on sunday at home last year kind of got the ball rolling for you guys slow start to the season got swept lost a couple to north carolina but then that win, I think it was a shutout win. Mm-hmm. It was like, all right, here's the team. Here, the, the, I mean, do you remember that? Did it feel that way at all to you guys? Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember that game was it was freezing cold that night. Um, Spivey went off that that night. But yeah, I, I remember those first two games really well against them. That first game, I didn't pitch too well in that one. But uh, yeah, I mean, we still got off to a slow start. We weren't the team that we should have been uh, at that point, and then. I feel like right in the middle of the year is when we kind of just took off. And we mentioned it, but, man, uh, awesome crowds this weekend. And uh, for folks to come back out on Saturday for the doubleheader, that was great. And I was uh, 
I was saying to the people in the press box yesterday that the Sunday, I would like to compare yesterday's crowd to other Sunday weekend opening crowds because that was a big one yesterday. Yeah, yeah it was. Um, I felt like there was a ton of people in the jungle. Yeah. Like, rows deep. Um, but, yeah, it was it was honestly really cool. Um, I'm glad the weather was, was better this weekend than years past. Years past, it's been miserable cold out there. Um, but, yeah, it was good to see the fans back out there. And uh, did you see Deontay Johnson's video? I did. I did. Um, Cam Clanch reposted it on his uh, his Instagram, and I went and watched it. I thought that was that was pretty cool. For those that haven't seen it, uh, ECU defensive tackle Deontay Johnson was out in right field with the uh, the student jungle crowd, and was telling the right fielder for George Washington that his buddy Cam Clonch was about to go yard and sure enough he did mm-hmm. and then he just kept saying I told you so I told you <laughs> and was hollering out his man Cam as he was rounding the bases but that's always cool Keaton Mitchell became the biggest ECU baseball fan during the uh, the regional uh, super run last year so uh, that's always fun to see yeah yeah it is um, it, it's it, yeah it is really fun to see other other athletes of at ECU supporting us because uh, we support them. Awesome stuff. Well, Garrett, uh, your schedule this week, you said you're ready to go if needed on Tuesday and uh, certainly going to be the case for this weekend as well. So after the game Tuesday, uh, what are Wednesday and Thursday like uh, for ECU before that Friday mm-hmm. game? I think Wednesday will be kind of just like a run-through day. It won't be a, a big practice if we practice at all, but then Thursday will be a – a heavier lighter kind of heavier practice um getting ready for the weekend and as far as like scouting goes what what will you be looking at as far as campbell for tuesday and then north carolina this weekend when do you start looking at that stuff and what kind of information is coach knight and the guys uh, presenting you with yeah coach coach knight does a really good job of uh telling us like what what the hitters approaches are but he'll he'll have that we'll have that meeting with him uh um, like right before the game mm-hmm. starts, so going over their hitters, going over the game plan, and then this coming up weekend, we'll we'll go over that um, on Friday before the game as well. Good stuff, Garrett. Thanks for joining us, man. We'll uh, be talking to you in a couple of weeks here on the Delcor Players Lounge, and uh, folks, keep an eye out for uh, maybe seeing some of Garrett Sailor's acting chops oh, here geez. soon. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just a little tease there. Keep an eye out for that, Garrett. Thanks for joining us, man. Sir, thank you. All right, uh, Carter Spivey joining us inside the Delcor Players Lounge here on a Monday. If you have heating, cooling, plumbing needs, uh, they can help you out. Call 321-8868 or visit DelcorInc.com. Why get it done when you can get it done right? Uh, So Delcor will help you out with all that. And awesome to have Carter Spivey, uh, Garrett Saylor, and later today we'll talk to uh, Josh Gross, who had a pretty solid outing on Sunday and Carter, you want to go out there and throw seven, eight, nine innings and give up two or three hits and get a win. But it is nice to know that if something does happen, you got Garrett behind you, you got a youngster named Zach Root behind you, you got guys that'll pick you up. And you did that countless times for starters uh, in your career, especially last year. So uh, you uh, you know what that's all about. Yeah, and I love it. It uh, makes my life and uh, you know Trey and. Uh, grows his lives a lot easier knowing we got a really good bullpen behind us so we don't have to be perfect and then on top of that really good defense and also a really good uh, lineup at the plate yeah saw a few uh, double plays over the weekend some good solid pirate defense and mm-hmm. looking forward to more of that all right we got uh we got some twitter questions and some facebook and youtube questions right, so we'll get to those real on. quick uh carter let me get to that uh i don't know if this is like personal from where you're from but it was from uh let's see johnny he said hammer down barbecue or carolina barbecue are those two like businesses i get yeah there's a hammer down barbecue like right outside my neighborhood so i'm gonna have to go with that hammer down i've had it a couple times yeah it's, it's pretty good all right is that um what kind of barbecue is that what, what like the sauce like is it i don't even know the types of sauces to be honest with you right. it, it's, you just it's like enjoy it's like sweet i don't i'm not oh, a big okay. fan of the vinegar based barbecue I okay like the sweeter barbecue all right um some people might take offense to that know, but you know, know what you'll get over it <laughs> uh jonathan says question for carter if they made a movie about coach goblin what actor would play coach goblin in a movie oh it's a good question that is a good question actor um 
that's a, that's a, I, got, I got one because he's bald. Uh, Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> yeah. You can also go Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis <laughs> is a great call. Yes. I like that. Shirley, you got... Oh, Shirley's on the phone. Um, I would go Ed Harris. Do you know who that is? I actually don't. That is... Um, I love Ed Harris because... He was in The Rock. He was in... Um, Apollo 13. Recently, Westworld, which I'm a huge fan of. Oh, yeah. But uh, and he's got a big bald oh, head. Oh yeah, 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 I've seen. Yeah, he's in the. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know him. He's in a lot of stuff. He was in the Truman Show, one of my all-time favorite movies. Um, let's see. John says, "What did you think about Virginia Tech using the hammer this weekend? Any chance we see the birdhouse? I guess basically they were saying, all right, give us the warning because we're going to come out yeah. here and celebrate.' I actually did not see that, so I I, I don't know. But um, because I thought I didn't realize there was like a warning or whatever. I thought. You just couldn't do it, so I, I, I did not know. Yeah, that. you guys will probably just keep it keep it in the back. Yeah, I would assume so. We got a, a little party room going whenever we hit a home run. Just keep that going. Donald says, "DH in college, good or bad?" DH in college, yeah, I, I do like You're that. You're for it, yeah. Okay, all right. You don't want it in bat. I, I did have. Lo- a, I, I would love an at bat, but I just. I mean, it's pretty much a free out. I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, would you rather? I think I know the answer, so, but would you rather throw a no-hitter or be in an extra innings game where they're out of players, you come up and hit a walk-off home run? What would you rather do? I would rather throw a no-hitter. I figured. Yeah. Would you rather throw a one-hit shutout or hit a walk-off home run? One-hit shutout. All right. How do I get to that walk-off home run? Ask uh, the hitters. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so he's uh, he's throwing the shutout in the no-nos. Fair enough. Let's see. Uh, if you had to replace hot dogs with another food as the quintessential baseball food, what would you pick? Hot dogs, look, classic food, but yeah, like, is, you know, things change. Maybe we mix it up. I feel like there's two options here. You could just go for like a regular burger or maybe some nachos. One of the okay. two. Fair enough. I think I would lean burger, but I think you'd go either, either or there. All right. What do you like on your burger? Uh, you know, it actually depends on the mood. Sometimes I'm just ketchup and mustard, and other times I'm barbecue sauce, bacon, and some grilled onions. Okay. Uh, how do you feel about a fried egg on a burger? Uh, I'm against Or any it. kind of egg. Nope. You're not an eggs guy? I Actually, I love scrambled eggs. Okay. But All right, fair enough. For breakfast, that's about it. Um, an atomic dog, uh, we asked this to Garrett. He said there was uh, maybe a GoPro in that mud room, in the celebration room. There hey. is... I don't know that they're going to release it. That's for your eyes only? I guess, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, maybe one day we'll know what happens in that room. Sometimes <laughs> it's best just to kind of let our minds yeah, wander. let your imagination run wild. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Al says, if you could face one major league hitter, who would it be? Talking past or present? Let's do both. Okay. In the past, got to be Barry Bonds. Jeez. Um, and then present, I'm going to go Mike Trout. All right. It'd be cool. Obviously, you want to strike out both of those guys. Yep. But Bonds hitting one into the bay off of you would still be kind of cool, right? I mean, yep. that's what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> no, you think you get him? <laughs> I'm going to believe in myself. I'll take my chances. All right. You can you can strike. He, look, he didn't hit a home run every time. That's that, right. right. Yeah. You can get him out. Um, I asked the pros and cons about the, the grass versus turf. I guess, am I going to assume you prefer a natural mound? I do. Um, but like I said, there's not not too much difference between the two. But yeah, I definitely pre- prefer to do a uh, traditional field. All right, and for whatever reason, our listeners love animal questions. What animal does Cliff Godwin remind you of, and why? Oh goodness, that's another tough one. Stay out of trouble here. But um, I'm gonna go with uh, I guess a bulldog because he has like a bulldog mentality. That's a good as, as a coach. Yeah, and um, I think he kind of feed or that feeds into the players too just going out there being tough and getting after it you know? great answer uh chad says here we go again is a hot dog a sandwich got into this pretty big with isaiah winstead these are, these are good questions today yeah um i'm gonna say no for a hot dog and yes for a burger yeah i agree yeah. Uh, burgers got right. bun on top bun on bottom yep. yeah I'm with you. Uh, mayo or Miracle Whip? 
I would say neither. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, Carter Spivey joining us. Carter, uh, what is the – so you had to throw on Saturday rather than Friday. So mm-hmm. what have Sunday and Monday been like for you kind of recovering, and uh, and what have you been doing? Uh, so yesterday was just an off day. Got a, got a lift in and got some – some treatment from our athletic trainer Womack um, and then today did some light throwing uh, lift and a little bit more treatment and then going into the rest of the week just kind of basing it off how my my arms feeling and get off the mound either uh, tomorrow or Wednesday as far as lifting goes the weight room what uh, exercises are important for a pitcher for you what do you focus on in there uh, it's it depends uh, or it depends on if you're in season or out of season. In season, you're doing a lot more explosive stuff, trying to move stuff quickly. Um, I'm a big fan of deadlifting. That's my my fe- uh, favorite lift. Um, and then also speed bench, uh, speed squat or power squat, just and jumping a lot of jumping, just trying to move stuff fast. All right. Good stuff. Uh, speaking of pirate baseball. Uh, we've got something cool here for you at Pirate Radio that uh, you can be a part of. Coming up this Friday, 11 a.m. at UBE, while supplies last, you give a $10 donation, and you can get one of these sweet Jungle Nation t-shirts with the 23. It's got the logo and the circle up front. Um, these will, for the $10 donation, uh, we'll send that to Mustache March for the fight against ALS. You can get purple or gray a Jungle Nation t-shirt, all sizes available. It is first come, first serve uh, this Friday, 11 a.m., ahead of the North Carolina series. So you can uh, pick up your shirt, $10 donation, while supplies last, and rock it this weekend at Clark LeClaire Stadium. And, Carter, there was a lot of fans to see you guys play baseball this weekend. It was awesome to see. Yeah, it was. It was a great environment. Like 13,000-something fans, which – I mean that's that's awesome. Love Pirate Nation and love all the support and I mean just can't can't say enough about it. Really, it was just a great environment this weekend. And uh, you ready for that atmosphere coming up this weekend? Uh, Cliff Godwin said earlier on the Brian Bailey show he likes putting you guys in a regional like atmosphere to to see how you handle it. So. Absolutely, I think it's good not just for the whole team but especially like the younger guys who haven't been in that kind of environment before and see you know two really good programs going at it and obviously the uh, the jungle will be will be rocking and stadium will be loud and looking forward to, to playing in front of pirate nation all right and uh chad asking can you get both shirts absolutely while supplies last you can uh, get as many shirts as you want so just for a uh, ten dollar donation that goes to mustache for march so uh that can be yours coming up friday uh beginning at 11 a.m at ube while supplies last uh jansen gets one more question in at the horn uh, he says, Carter, if you could have a meal with any person in history, dead or alive, who would it be? Oh, God, these are, really, a, these are really good questions. That's a thinker. Wow. Hmm. Any person in history, any person dead or alive. History. You know what? I'm going to go with my childhood idol, Derek Jeter. Okay. Uh, that's, I would love to have a meal with him he's my favorite player growing up i was not a jeter fan because i was a braves fan and the yankees beat yeah. the braves twice in the world series <laughs> but uh i did did you watch the Derek jeter 30 for 30 series the, uh, yep. yeah yep, man I, did. I enjoyed it I it really gave me it. an appreciation for him that i honestly didn't have while he was yep. a player so he was a winner for sure he was and he that's what he cared about and he won a lot of dang games yep. um robert one more if you were a fan would you sit in the stadium or the jungle definitely the jungle love the atmosphere out there um nothing against the stands because you know I've, uh, all the uh the whole stadium is really cool but definitely want to be out there in the jungle and, right. and uh just experiencing that atmosphere as a as a fan a lot of fun out there yep. james said shout out to the ecu club baseball team they took the series versus unc this weekend let's go had uh shea ward and i want to say ty the brother of cam colmore ty colmore uh, believe yeah, is yeah, his yeah. name yeah. Uh, uh-huh. joined us Tackle. on the show yeah. a few weeks ago so awesome. uh, a lot that. of great baseball yeah. going on Love at ECU that. across the board that's Greenville for you yes sir Carter uh, thanks for joining us man good luck this weekend and we'll chat Thank with you. you again in a couple weeks yep thanks for having me great stuff alright back with you on the Delcor Players Lounge here on a Monday you can 
Get all your needs serviced when it comes to HVAC and plumbing. Tap into five decades worth of experience uh, and expertise when you call the service professionals at Delcor 321-8868. Visit DelcorInc.com. And joining us now, Sunday starter, Josh Groves here in the Pirate Radio Studios. Josh, good to have you. How you doing, man? I'm good. How are you doing? Doing good. And say that again so people can hear you because I didn't have your mic on. How are so you, I'm, sir? I'm doing good today. Good to confirm he's doing good. Uh, getting you a day after a start. So how's uh, the arm feeling after 77 pitches? Uh, it actually feels really good. Um, it, You know, the whole offseason, you, you, you go week to week and you try to build the intensity a little more each week. So when you get to the season, you're not as fatigued. Um, after a long outing like that, well, a lot of pitches. It wasn't that long of an outing, but uh, I, I feel really good. I usually get more sore the second day, so okay. I'm sure it'll be a little different tomorrow, but today I feel, I feel good. Yeah, and uh, so a lot of pitches, not the length uh, as far as innings go that you wanted, Josh, and we are talking about you gave up two home runs, and, and that was pretty much it, two two-run home runs, and you said those were two of the poorest, uh, if not the only poor pitches you threw. So yeah. walk us through that. What were you trying to execute, and, and what happened? Yeah, I mean, I felt like uh, – um, the first three innings for me were good. Um, I think I didn't. Get you had a no hitter. Yeah, I did. <laughs> um, and so, really, for me, the the fourth inning, the only two pitches that really hurt me, the ones that I didn't, I didn't execute really. Besides the hit by the hit pattern in the, in the first inning, um, the two pitches that hurt me were the two home runs. So the first home run, I had the guy down 0-2 on two straight sliders, and um, the pitch call was extended slider, so it was supposed to be the dirt, and I hung it. And um, in college baseball, that hurts you. So, you know, just learning lesson from that. Um, and then the second home run was supposed to be a fastball away from a lefty, and I threw it in right into his barrel. So, man, the, when you got two strikes on a guy, those uh, those frustrate you, right? When you can't kind of finish the deal there. Yeah, for sure. And that's something that um, has been a point of emphasis for our whole staff. Um, this just isn't just from scrimmaging ourselves in this in the preseason is putting guys away with two strikes because um it's it shouldn't i mean you're you got count leverage so you really should be able to do that easier than when you're you know maybe behind in the count as a pitcher but um yeah, you got to be able to put a guy away with two strikes. Uh, three strikeouts for Josh Groves in his first start of the season. And talked about this with Carter. He didn't have uh, his best outing on Saturday, but he knows that Garrett Saylor's behind him. Now Zach Root, uh, mm-hmm. who we were really impressed with this weekend, was behind him. For you, it was Danny Beal and uh, and a host of others who came in to, to finish out that win. And really, um, Josh, you could have thrown nine innings and given up 22 runs and still would have <laughs> won because your team scored 23 know, yesterday. Incredible. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been a part of a, of a game that scored that many runs. It was nuts. It was crazy to watch. And uh, we were talking, too, uh, before we came on about the pace. And as a pitcher, you got to like that, man. The, the games were were flying, and it, it, there's a lot of action going on because there's not much stoppage. Uh, and this must be due to the, the pitch clock and everything like that. But it seems like teams are really trying to, uh, to up that pace. We saw that this weekend. Yeah, and um, even if there was no pitch clock, we talk about all the time as a pitching staff, um, the quicker you can get your defense off their feet and get it back in the dugout is a win. So pushing the pace, the guys behind you love when you got a good tempo, you get off the field. Our goal as a staff is to get under 10 minutes in between innings, mm-hmm. or I guess you know every half inning on defense just to get the guys off their feet and give them that little extra time to rest. Um, so we've been trying to push the pace as much as we can even if there was no pitch clock but the pitch clock definitely you know you know makes you push the pace i guess a little more and uh apparently you got caught speeding a couple times <laughs> yesterday what happened with yeah, that yeah i did i uh i guess the the umpire the, the, it was the the uh, field umpire was calling time because he just thought i was going too quick i guess i guess he didn't think the batter was ready to go when i was on the mound so i, think I, I got called that right before the home run the first home run, and I think I got called for maybe twice. Okay. Uh, going too fast. But, man, I, I love the pace uh, that everybody was throwing with this weekend, you and uh, George Washington. It seemed like guys were, were in there ready to go. Um, one question. I got a little concerned uh, for you yesterday before the game. 
uh, no camo hats. Now, yeah. I, I was told that uh, they had not all arrived yet. Is that what you understand? Yeah. So there was um, obviously, if you follow ECU baseball, you know, we wear camos if we're going for a sweep. But I guess that uh, there just wasn't enough for everybody that had the new patch, the Parker Bird patch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so we just decided we'd rather have everyone wear the same hat than have half the dugout not wearing hats <laughs> that makes sense and uh didn't matter i uh, still picked up uh the win on sunday but uh hopefully you'll be wearing camo a lot uh in your starts this year that would, that would be the goal for our team speaking of uh parker um how's he doing what what you know how big of a role does he have on uh the team right now as he is kind of learning uh how to first of all move and get around with that prosthetic but we've seen him swinging we've seen him yeah. doing baseball activity so uh, how's he doing right now he's great i mean if you if you ever get the chance to sit down and talk to him i mean he's one of the most driven people one of the most great just positive guys you could probably talk to even given his circumstances so uh you know he's been around the field ever since he's been able to get out of the hospital back in the fall and it's just great seeing him seeing him have to feel it every day and he's always got a smile on his face and um I mean, he's driven to, to play next year, so that's really special. I think a lot of guys are excited to see that um, if he gets the opportunity to. But he's a very driven kid, very positive kid, and it's been great just having him at the field. Awesome. Josh Gross joining us inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Pirates sweeping George Washington. So in that 9-5, uh, to 11-3 game, East Carolina uh, actually gave up the lead, uh, had to come back, win those games. Pirates got out in front of George Washington on Sunday. Josh, uh, you know you're the Sunday starter, the Game 3 starter. So what are you doing games 1 and 2? Are you you tracking anything? Or are you just kind of kick back watching it with your <laughs> buddies on the team? Like, What's your role when you're not starting? Um, so no, the, if you're the, you know, like you have the rotation. So usually the Saturday guy and the Sunday guy will be on charts. And so, um, the, usually the guys so like on Friday night, the Saturday starter will be on what we call the pitch chart. And it's basically like a box score sheet. And, um, so you're tracking every single pitch coach nights calls and basically the result of it, like hit single mm-hmm. double, strikeout, whatever. And you're kind of, the goal of it is just to see tendency, see if you can, you know, read their hitter swings, see if you can pick up, kind of plan out your game plan for the next day. And so the guy starting the next game. So like for me on Sunday, on that Friday, I'd be doing the execution chart. So that's like the, basically it has a picture of home plate and you just write down where every single pitch is. Gotcha. You know, what, what count it was in. And just so you're in tune with the game, you kind of get a feel for how Coach Knight's calling pitches against their hitters, what their their strengths and weaknesses on their lineup and just keeps you kind of locked in. That way, when you go out to perform, you know, you have an idea of what you're going to do out there. And by the time you get to Sunday, you know their personnel pretty well. So mm-hmm. uh, you, you know how to attack them, I assume. Yep. You definitely get a good idea of watching them for two straight days. And talked about it with uh, with Garrett and Carter. They had some uh, some pop in the lineup. They're a pretty good offensive team. They were scrappy. Yeah, they're um, they you know they they weren't just up there to, to be up there at the box. Like you could tell they had an approach and and they were tough to get out with two strikes. Um, there were a lot of two strike hits for them yesterday and and. Their coach is a former big league coach. I actually grew up going to a lot of the George Washington baseball camps when okay. I was a kid in middle school. It's kind of where I learned how to pitch and. Um, yeah, they're they're not they're not up there just to be there. Like they definitely had an approach, and they were tough to get out. They were scrappy. Uh, Campbell up next uh, on the midweek as you will head uh, to Bowie's Creek for that one. Had a question from a, a listener, and it doesn't really apply to Campbell as we learned from Garrett Saylor about the. Uh, turf mound and turf field versus mm-hmm. natural field. I guess Campbell has a natural mound, but mm-hmm. has the turf around. But uh, Carter and Garrett mentioned, I think, Cincinnati, Tulane, some yeah. other turf mounds you throw off of. So how big of a an adjustment is that for you? Um, it's not that big of an adjustment, especially a lot of those teams that have turf mounds, their bullpens are turf too. So when, when before the series starts and you get there on, on Thursday of a weekend series, you as pitchers, you're supposed to get off the mound and kind of get a feel for it. But I think we're the only team in our conference that's left that has a all grass field. Huh. Um, and so we have a turf mound in our bullpen that we will use in the pitching endorsed turf. So it's it's not that foreign, and there's not really that much of a difference. I'm sure it's a little different for the position players because they got to you know field ground balls on it, and the hops are a little different. But as a pitcher, it's not that much different. And you're getting around that field, covering first on some plays, making <laughs> plays. I, well, I believe it was you yesterday. Maybe I'm wrong. They got your glove on a ball, and it ended up being like an infield single, and. I think you might have said my bad. Was that you or another pitcher? Well, that was so that that happened to me, but I made the play at first. 
like I, I should I, I went for the balls going to Starling at seven. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I tipped it, and we're told as pitchers, like if if it's not right at you, don't touch right, it. Right, right, right. Guys are right behind you for a reason. So yeah. I tipped it. Realized that because I tipped it, Star wasn't going to be able to make the play. Or I mean, he might have been a bang bang, but I ran and grabbed it, and it still was a bang bang play. But then I think it was Jordan Little who same scenario hit off his glove, and it was an infield single. Okay, so you made the play, but you did. I did see you be like, "All right, yeah, I, gotta I, let I was that like, did my bad." That was but that's such an instinct thing. That's, yeah, it, that's that's why it's it's hard because you see a ball near you, like yeah, want to go after it. But then you're also like the guy behind me is better at that than I am, so. Let him do his job. So many situations in baseball, and you're so focused on you know the batter and making your pitch and executing, but all those little things. And I'm sure Austin Knight, Cliff Gowan, as you working on them uh, mm-hmm. throughout the off season a million times. But covering first, uh, when to go after ball, things like that. We don't really think about it, but yeah. it's got to be in your brain somewhere. Yeah, and that, that's just stuff that kind of comes just for me at least, and talking to other guys that have been in college baseball for a while, like when you when you kind of get accustomed to college baseball and you've played it a while, you the game kind of slows down for you a little bit. Yeah. So you can kind of in the moment, in those quick moments, like take a step back and, and calm down and kind of slow it down for you. But um, yeah, we're definitely, we hammer those details a lot in practice pretty much every week. Talking to Josh Gross inside the Delcor Players Lounge. We'll take a break, come back one more segment with Josh. If joining us now, Josh Gross, next Monday, we'll talk to some of the bats, Josh Moylan, Jacob Jenkins Coward, and Lane Hoover, and uh, we'll talk to Josh about some of the hitting heroes from the weekend in a moment. But how about the the things surrounding the baseball, Josh? Kenny says, Josh, what's the impact on the team when you have such a great game day crowd? Had some awesome crowds this weekend. Going to be crazy mm. with North Carolina rolling in. So, uh, what's that like for you guys? Uh, I mean, it's unbelievable. That's if you ask most of the people that are committed here and players, that's probably the leading factor that gets them committed is because the fan base is unreal. I mean, there's no one that wouldn't want to play in front of a crowd. And our crowd, our 5,000 sounds like 15,000. So it's pretty special. And it just makes game days that much more exciting. And, man, it's not just for postseason or for big oh, in-state yeah. rivalry games. Those crowds this weekend. And, and I'd, I'd love to see the numbers on the Sunday opening crowd uh, over the years because I feel like yesterday's was about as big as I can recall. Yeah, that was an I, awesome it's crowd. It's the biggest it's been since I've been here. And yeah. it's, it's also been the warmest, so that might True. have been a factor. But And they wanted to see you pitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the weather was more important than that. Maybe, but. maybe. Um, we had a question too, Josh, about how we felt about the colored signs uh, on the outfield wall now instead of the kind of uniform black and white we've yeah. seen in the past. Uh, we gave our thoughts on it. You have an opinion on it. What do you yeah, think about I it? I think they look sweet. I think that it, it – I mean, I think our stadium's beautiful as it is, but I think it makes it, it pop that much more. And um, even the uh, that little tent they put up on the left field side, mm-hmm. they put that big pirate head on the front of it, and I, I don't know, I, I think it – it makes the stadium just look that much cooler. Were you able to watch the uh, the ninth inning video uh, with all of us? The new video they put yeah. together when they play. What's the, the song? Narco. Narco? Song? Yeah. yeah, I think that video's pretty. Funny. That was cool. That's like funny. they've done a lot of good stuff. They, out yeah, there, they've so. they've added a, a bunch of stuff on the scoreboard, like the um, oh, the go graphics. in and like the yeah, the graphics, the like the. I mean, like it's not live, but you know, like the stuff they pre-record. That, that stuff makes it look really cool too. How'd the uh, PA guy do yesterday? Public was, address announcer. He was good. Is all right. Yeah, okay. I mean, there's been better, but yeah. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, Kenny says, uh, "Josh, you a country or rock and roll guy? Country. All right. Country music a lot. Old country. Wait, you like '90s country? Uh, not really. I mean, okay. I, I, don't, I don't dislike it. But. That's like the only era era of country I know." Uh, let's see. We'll get to some other online questions we got. If you like them, uh, throw them out, and we'll uh, we'll ask them to Josh. Let's see. Uh, there was the one about if Cliff Godwin um, was in a movie about his coaching career, who who would uh, play his role in the movie? Spivey came up with Bruce Willis. That was a great answer. I said uh, Dwayne Johnson. Just I'm going David Goggins. What? Who's that now? <laughs> the the Navy SEAL that that runs like 100 mile marathons. Oh, okay. David. Or actually, you know, Jocko Willink. Oh, yeah, is. Probably that guy. Yeah, him. <laughs> okay. American runner, <laughs> David Goggins. I see the resemblance. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? No. <laughs> Very good, though. I like it. All right. Um, we had another animal question. Okay. Uh, what animal does Cliff Godwin remind you of and why? 
Hmm. I gotta be careful. Yep. I'm gonna I'm Don't gonna say trouble. Cliff Godwin is He's like a like a butterfly. <laughs> I did not see that coming. Like he's you know, he's he's got a soft side to him. Oh, okay. And then when he's a caterpillar and then when he becomes a butterfly he flies away. Wow. What that an answer sense. about Josh Gross. <laughs> a butterfly. I'm going to hear about that tomorrow. Yeah, one way or the other. Uh, let's see. If you could face one major league hitter, who would it be? That from Al. Mm. Who's the worst major league hitter right now? <laughs> Great question. <laughs> see, I, I, the, you could go two ways with this. I, I'd face like 20, 2020 Chris Davis. 2019. <laughs> the one that struck out yeah. all the time. <laughs> That is a great answer. See, Carter wanted Barry Bonds in his prime. Why? And I'm like, I don't know, it's man. The ERA. Yeah. Uh, Chris Davis, the year he struck out. Uh, let's see. Who are some of the Braves that um, the second baseman, Marcus Giles, had a terrible year where he uh, struck out all the time. You can face him. Let's see. Uh, Kellen says, if you had to replace hot dogs with another food as the quintessential baseball food, what would you pick? quintessential baseball food so like, like now you like go to the park jacks. and it's like eh, i'll have a hot dog like let's replace that with something oh, okay. better um what would be the new thing at the ballpark like i said cheesesteaks like a oh, ballpark cheesesteak that'd, yeah. that'd be good right what's a good uh maybe like um i just thought of another one but i'm gonna let you answer I mean, I feel like they have like like nachos and pretzels. Those are all there. Yeah, but like we need something. Like, new. I, how about this? What about, what about like a like a ribeye? <laughs> okay, I mean that'd be awesome. Pretty good. I mean, I don't know you'd have to have like a knife and fork yeah, and stuff. I guess that'd be hard. ribeye ribeye sticks. How about this one? Like beef oh, ribeye, ribeye sticks. Yeah, like strips. Yeah, yeah, like kebabs. But like not like dried jerky. Just like they just cut it in half. Yeah. All right, I'm down with that. How about a burrito? It's in the hand. It's yeah. easy. Burritos are good. Yeah. All right. Coming up with new ideas here, folks. Uh, Atomic Dog. We talked about this with Garrett and Carter. So apparently there is a GoPro in the uh, the mud room, the celebration room, but mm. they don't know if that footage is going to be released. Uh, he wants to know what's going on in the uh, the celebration <laughs> room. Are you willing to yeah, I give can, us any I insight? Yeah, I can disclose that. Um, well, I was talking to one of the photographers yesterday, and she said that like we turn we turn the lights off in there so like it's kind of like a little party like disco room mm-hmm. but so in the gopro the light's not on so you can't even see the footage really because it's uh-huh. too dark but maybe we can work on like putting the flash on in there but basically we just turn the lights off and cue up a song and everyone just starts jumping around in there that's awesome celebrate a little bit good deal uh jansen says josh if you could pick a player in history to play with who would it be player in history to play with hmm trying to think of like the I, I feel like I'd play with like Gronkowski if he played baseball <laughs> he'd be Where, a fun guy where'd you put him at first or DH I guess yeah I don't even know you should put him behind the plate with, with uh, no gear he'd just be a catcher yeah just take him off the chest yeah off the face yeah <laughs> alright good answer uh, let's see Jansen also had the uh, the question for Carter I'll ask it to you if you could have a meal with any person in history dead or alive who would it be it's a deep one there that is a deep one are we solving the world's problems at the meal, or are we just talking about whatever? I guess that's up to you. Mm. So I was thinking, like, if it was a, if I had, if I could choose anybody, they'd have to be famous. I'd just like eat a meal with my granddad. Right. I feel like it'd be someone catch him up on what's been going on right, the last right. fifteen, twenty years. Um. How about the person George Washington? I mean, that'd be a good conversation. You could tell them how you beat their baseball team. You probably, team. You probably uh, have some choice words for <laughs> this day and age, but yeah, yeah. That'd, be, that'd be a fun dinner. Yeah, think about that one. We'll get back to you on that one. Uh, it, let's see. If you were a fan, where would you sit? Jungle or stadium? I'd be in the jungle for sure. Yeah, easy. Would you be right field jungle with the students or left field with the veterans? The veterans. Or, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I'd want to experience both i want yeah. to like the student section chirps and then maybe go out there and uh and yell in the megaphone a little bit uh let's see denny hoover has a question okay i met uh the hoovers after the game saturday night great family they are a great family call me clippo the hippo which i appreciate <laughs> I, I heard that <laughs> uh 
He said, have you had the Dr. Pepper strawberries and cream flavor? I have not. No. I didn't know they had that out there. Nor have I. He says, before you pitch, do you have to have anything in particular, like a sun drop and zero bar? Those are very specific. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like to uh, get some caffeine in me, so I'll drink like a bang or something before the game, but I'm um, not... Not really that particular. What are you snacking on during a game, if anything? Don't you do like... Yeah, we have a bunch of like beef jerky strips in the little snack box, so I'll do those. I'll do the PB&Js, like the Uncrustables. Um, whatever we have for like the pregame meal, like if it's Chick-fil-A, I'll just grab a bunch of those sandwiches and throw them in my locker for <laughs> like the fifth inning. Yeah. <laughs> I need to do that in the press box. <laughs> um, are you a seeds or gum guy or anything? During I like seeds. We, we, we went on a big seeds kick last year, so I'm... I haven't I haven't done them this year yet, but I uh, I'm ready for. It. I have a bunch in my locker. I just haven't opened them up. I love some seeds. Do you uh, like a flavor, or you just go? Um, I like the Old Bay ones. Um, the sizzling bacon ones are pretty good. The Taco Bell ones are actually pretty good too. Yeah, things are out of eat kids, man. I didn't know there were these just, flavors existed. What do you have? Just the regular? Yeah, flavor? like they had ranch, I think, back in the day, or barbecue. But yeah. like, I didn't know they had all these great they got flavors. A bunch of new ones. I gotta check that out. Jenny says Josh is so funny. Thank you, Jenny. <laughs> uh-huh. Kenny says, Josh, if you didn't play baseball, what sport would you play? Um, I feel like golf would be really fun if I was good at it. If are, I, if are I was you like, good at it? No, I'm no. not a good guy at golf at all. Do you enjoy trying to play? <clears throat> yeah, I really enjoy trying to play. And then, like, after the eighth hole, I'm just ready to, to <laughs> move on. Yeah. I don't have I've lost all my balls it. already, so I'm just, just I'm just snagging range balls to play the back nine. Did I hear you're really good at ping pong? Uh, I would consider myself an above average ping pong player. I believe that's who the hitter said that when we asked, like somebody asked, who's the best player at a sport other than baseball on the team? And I think people brought up your ping pong skills. They consider that the oh. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Actually, I mean, hacky sack, I guess, is pretty good. I, I oh, yeah. I'm a good hacky sack player. So that's back, huh? That was a big thing when I was uh, growing yeah, up. Yeah, that's like the most fun that I think we have in a good way at the field. That's like the highlight of of the bullpen is playing some hacky sack in between innings. Awesome. And where did you, uh, where can you get a hacky sack these days? Uh, did y'all have to get on like a road trip or something? No, or? I think Jaden Winter ordered like eight of them online on uh-huh. Amazon. All right. We first got them last year in Clearwater at like a surf Yeah, show. that's what it was. Uh, yeah, hacky sack. That was, uh, I didn't know that was a thing either. Everything be- turns around and becomes <laughs> popular again. It's a good way to hand-eye foot coordination or whatever. Yeah, it gets the body going pretty good. It's a good warm-up for you to pitch. All right. Uh, good work, Josh. I think that's about it. Um, you like, uh, you a barbecue, you a vinegar-based barbecue guy or like a... Um, like what do you like on your pulled pork or chicken? What kind of sauce? I like I like a little bit of both. Like pulled pork, I like the vinegar base, and yeah. then like chicken, I like the the other the other one. Like a sweeter, yeah, yeah, kind of thing. All right, fair enough. Um, let's see, any other questions? I think that might be it, Josh. You might be out of the hot seat. Oh, okay. River time or ocean? Oh, I like the ocean. I grew up on the pretty much at the beach, so live there right now i love the uh, the ocean okay. i go to the beach as much as i can uh so beach versus mountains you would choose uh beach, yeah. beach. Uh, the mountains are great too that i just i just love being at the beach would you rather throw a no hitter or it's a uh, extra innings games they're out of hitters they bring you up and you hit a walk-off home run <laughs> what would you rather do wow um I'd rather hit the walk-off home. Yes, that's what I'm talking just about. Just so I can launch that bat as far as I can. <laughs> I actually might just carry it with me around the bases. How long I, would I it take you run. to get around the bases? I, I would take my sweet time. I hit a home run in high school, and um, I, uh, I took my helmet off rounding third base. Like I threw it up in the air. Like yeah. it was like it was a playoff game. But it was it wasn't a walk off. It was the sixth inning. <laughs> and, but like it was a two run home run to give us a, to give us a lead. And um, the sixth. I threw my helmet off, and the umpire, the, the other coach, was fussing about it, and they called me out because I took my helmet off before oh, I touched home. Dude. So my run didn't count, but the other one did. Dang, that stinks, man. Yeah. Is that is that a rule or was he just being a jerk about it? Uh, I didn't I didn't check the rule book, but I don't know. <laughs> Did your coach like go crazy? He was upset. Yeah. I was pretty upset. Man, that's the That is hilarious though. 
you're rounding third and you're yeah, throwing I, the, it up. The, the, was everybody at home play waiting for you? Yeah. Like, so it looked like a walk-off Yeah, but we feeling. had a whole other inning to play. <laughs> but it was easy. And that was the only home run I ever hit in high school, so that kind of blows. Oh, man. You got the RBI for it, but not the run. But I not guess. my RBI. It's your own home run. <laughs> Dang. All right. So, well, next time. So if you did it, would next you? Time. Uh, <laughs> next time you hit one for this walk-off. Next time can... I hit one, I'm just going to hold it, my helmet on rounding all the bases. <laughs> there you go. Josh, good stuff, man. Enjoyed the chat. And uh, good luck this week. What's the uh, the rest of your week look like uh, gearing up for the series? Uh, next start scheduled to be Sunday. So yep. what does uh, game day tomorrow, mm-hmm. what's Wednesday, uh, Thursday look like for you? Um, so today, like I, I played catch. I, I like to play catch the day after a start, take off the second day because I'm more sore. So I won't throw tomorrow. Um, play catch on Wednesday, bullpen Thursday, and then um, – just prepare for for Sunday on Friday and Saturday. Get off the mound probably Saturday for a few pitches just to get a feel for the mound and then get ready to go Sunday. All right, Josh. Uh, love your personality. You're fun to talk to. Thank so you. We'll do it again in two weeks. Sounds good. You've been listening to the Pirate Radio Podcast, an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. 